Hey everyone, and welcome to CSA Talks. My name is Nathan. I'm Catherine. I'm Zoe, and we are your hosts for the first ever episode of CSA Talks. So yes, everyone, welcome to the first ever episode of CSA Talks. We have a very special Valentine's Day episode for all you girls and guys out there. Today, we'll be talking about relationship realities. So today, we have three very special guests joining us today and sharing their stories. If you guys just want to introduce yourselves, that'd be great. Okay, I'm Haley. I'm in second year in MedSci, and I'm this year's MR director. Everyone, my name is Jason. I'm in fourth year. I do accounting, and my position is VP internal on CSA. Hey, everyone. I'm Lauren. I'm in second year HealthSci, and I am one of the directors of events. Awesome. Yeah. So, as Nathan mentioned, today we're going to be talking about some of your guys' experiences with different relationships, and we really want to address some questions that you know a lot of people may have, especially when it comes to breakups or Anything from virtual dating to real life relationships? For sure. So you guys already know we have a pretty good lineup of guests today. And, you know, we got diversity. There's people from MR to like VPs and like events, all that jazz. Yeah. So our first guest is going to be Haley. And it's pretty well known within CSA that she's been maintaining a relationship ever since high school, which I think is pretty commendable. Um, So let's just kind of dive right into it. And first of all, how did you guys meet out of curiosity? Yeah, so this is going to sound like super cringy now because we did this when we were like 15, 16. But like pretty much we were just like in the same friend group. And he had expressed interest in me, but I was not interested at the beginning. So I was like, I, I kind of just, I liked the attention. So I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'll just like go along with it. But um, that pretty much went on for like nine to 10 months until I was finally like, okay, I'm ready. Like, I actually like you and I want to like start a relationship. So then, yeah, we were pretty much just like, good friends slash kind of wheeling for like nine months okay that's a very interesting story so just to get things straight you guys started dating when you were like around the age of like 16 what grade was that yeah we started dating um pretty much at the end of grade 10 but we met the summer after grade nine okay wow um so I feel like an issue that like a lot of Asian kids in particular have problems with is like their parents aren't super cool with them dating in high school so did your parents know or like what did they think about this yeah so I actually have an older brother who's like only a year older so some like by some way he found out that I'd been like talking to someone and he told my mom um and of course I got the speech like I don't approve of these like relationships so young like you need to focus on your studies like it's not like she pretty much was like not like approving of like the whole situation even though we weren't actually dating yet and I was like telling her like no we're not even like together so it's like not a big deal um but I think eventually she like warmed up to it and then pretty much when I told my mom I was dating like officially she just asked me to like bring him over so she could see if he was like legit or like not a good person for me to be around okay wow so like speaking about like the concern 
um, with like focusing on school if you're in a relationship. How do you balance like being in a relationship and like studying? Because like you're in med sci, you obviously have like a big course load or even in like grade 12, like applying for universities while trying to maintain a relationship. Since like before we came into university, um, we had already been dating for like two-ish years. So at that point I was like, okay, this is at least somewhat serious. So we did sit down and have a conversation. I was like, as much as I value this relationship, I think if we don't both put our heads down and like actually study and like pursue our like academic and like professional dreams and goals, we're gonna resent each other for it. Because like, that's just something that happens. Like if, if you kind of feel like this relationship was like holding you back or like taking up your time so you can pursue what you wanted to do, it's inevitable that five years down the line or 10 years down the line, you're going to end up feeling like, oh, if I wasn't dating that person, then I might have been able to achieve like X, Y, and Z. So we kind sat down and I was like emphasizing that like, yeah, school comes first. And if I say I can't hang out because I have to study, you can't like get mad at me. So we pretty much just sat down and had a full conversation kind of like flushing through all of that. Yeah, so how do you approach having these like more difficult conversations? For, for me, bringing up that conversation about like commitment to school, it wasn't like too serious of a thing or like it wasn't a super big deal for me because I was like, if we both have one goal to make it that far into the future, like this is me communicating my way and like the best way for me to get to that point. So I think it's like emphasizing that you both have like a common goal and like making it that and not just saying, oh, I'm just being selfish. Would you say there was like one big challenge or obstacle that you had to like overcome? Um, I guess the main thing is like being that we're so young, it's really hard to maintain a relationship. And especially, you know, we started dating at a time where people are just like starting to find themselves in life and like starting to find their place in the world. So it's like, how do you even factor in a second person into like this the equation when like you're you don't even like know what you want and who you are I honestly think it's like a miracle that we've lasted this long because like for most people once they sort of like figure themselves out they realize that the person they're with is probably not the best one for them or not the best fit but like you can ask me so many questions about how we like got through it and stuff but like I really have no logical explanation for it it just ended up working everyone says relationships are all about like compromise and like giving like part of you to like the other person and like compromising it's definitely a struggle to like figure out if you're losing yourself in this relationship or if you're trying to like build both of yourselves as individuals together and like grow together would you say communication is like your most critical thing um that you think is like most important for any relationship to be like lasting and like healthy Yeah, I think communication is something I struggled with a lot because, like, I'm just generally really sort of to myself a quiet person and I, like, don't want to, like, cause any trouble, right? So if if he had done something that really bothered me before, I probably would have just kept it to myself, but eventually they're going to keep doing it because they don't know you have a problem with what they're doing. And eventually it's going to be too much for you to handle, so you're just going to blow up at them, which is so, like, ineffective because... You could have put a stop to it like at the very beginning when it first happened. So I think communication is especially important, but like also trusting what that person says 
like especially if you're like having a fight or something um and if they're telling you like hey this bothers me or like it bothers me when you do this or I would have like preferred it if you've done this that day I think it's important to trust that they're telling you this for the better of the relationship and not because they're trying to like make you like like make you sacrifice your own happiness just to make them happy like it's important to like look at the big picture and think you know like as as difficult as it might be right now in this fight like you're fighting for both of you and your future together you're not fighting for like yourself to like win this battle okay again I think to say that we've all gained wisdom from this talk would be an understatement at this point um let's end it off on like a bit of a lighter um note so first of all one of our um questions submitted by gms was do high school relationships last anything to say on this front um from my experience 99 percent do not and i think that's just the reality of it if anyone were to ask me if they should start dating in high school or like start a relationship young that they plan on continuing on long term i'd probably say don't do it because you really need to find yourself first. And it, I think it's so much easier to maintain a relationship when you already know what you want and you know what is best for you and you know how you communicate best. And if you can just say that up front to that person, it's so, it's so much easier to like maintain a relationship. Okay, so I think the general opinion is that this is the most wholesome thing we've ever heard. And everyone in the Zoom chat right now is like, I wanna get cuffed, this is too cute. So. Thank you, Haley. Um, we really appreciate you coming on and again, sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, and you know, making us all really want to get into relationships. So next off, Kathy, you can take it away. Uh, for sure. Oh my God, I'm actually speechless. I think that was so inspiring. And I, did, I didn't know that much about Haley's relationship, but now it's just, it's just so clear. But yes, uh, next up we have Jason and Jason's story is going to be a little bit more different from Haley's take because we're actually going to be asking him about his experience coping with breakups and how to deal with them um, from his past, you know, relationships. So I think it goes without saying that breakups are definitely something that a lot of people go through. So it would be great to get some more insight, Jason, on how you've been able to, I guess, cope with the independent life and how just like what are some of the ways that you've been able to put yourself first after a breakup and not fall down into that hole of just sadness yeah no um tough to follow Haley's a uh, great uh, little feel there but uh not to be the Debbie Downer uh you know like with breakups it's like kind of inevitable or like something that happens um to a lot of people and I think like it's totally normal to go through that and from my experience, you know, it's it's always, like, really important to find something that takes your mind off of it, whether that's just, you know, um, doing something you love, doing something that, you know, you haven't tried before to kind of make sure that your headspace is out of, like, that previous um, zone that you're in. Like, it's totally normal to kind of be upset a couple days after or, like, to need time to yourself. But it's also really important to kind of be able to take care of yourself, and self-care is really important. So, um, whether that's talking to someone so for me after you know my breakups in the past 
um, I would just go call someone for a couple hours, like one of my friends. And he obviously hated talking to me because, you know, we'd call for hours and this guy was so annoyed, but we would just talk and talk. And like, it made, it made me feel better because, you know, my mind was off of, you know, that sadness that was kind of weighing down on me. And a lot of that kind of cleared my mind and made me feel a bit better and like made me realize that, hey, like, you know, breakups happen and like I'm living my life for myself and not for someone else. Like time heals everything. But, you know, when you're in your down, downward spiral, it's it's tough. But like you just got to be positive and like understand, hey, like these are the shortcomings of the relationship. Um, maybe I can like improve myself um, for those parts. And also, hey, like I had a lot of great time, great memories with this person. And like I should definitely cherish that. And then also like know your self-worth, bro. Like, you know. Khalid had a great song. That was a good bop, you know. Um, and music's a good coping mechanism as well. Um, but you got to know your self-worth. And, you know, it's always good to improve yourself afterwards as well. So it's not always a bad thing. But to anyone out there that's listening and going through something tough, um, just know that, you know, better days are ahead. And uh, I always got to be confident. So, yeah. Other than calling your friend, was there anything else that you found really gave you joy? <laughs> So for me, like, I really love, love, like, talking to people. I really love, you know, company. And um, so, like, loneliness wasn't always for me. Like, having that time where you just got to spend some time alone. Like, I didn't really vibe with that. I felt like I was more inclined to maybe feel um, worse. But then, you know, like, with other people, they just kind of help you get your mind off of it. And, like, not going to lie, you know, pulled out the credit card and went shopping a lot. it was a coping mechanism but uh, like maybe not a good one so don't recommend that um and uh also you know just doing stuff like maybe trying out some sports maybe cooking maybe um trying something new that you haven't before like growing out your hair or something like stuff like that and it's it's all uh it's all for good you know good positive reinforcement and like you want to express yourself and you want to be confident in yourself and doing anything that can kind of help that is like a positive step forward. So. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about music. Cause you brought this up earlier. Um, I know you're definitely a really big fan of different artists, but is there any sort of song recommendations that you would recommend people listen to if they're going through a breakup or something similar like that? So I'm actually a little weird. Like I, um, a lot of people like listen to those like comeback music, like those um, like, some rap is nice for like some hype you know drake's always good hype by drake's a good one um but i kind of like sad music because uh like when you feel sad like it helps like, like it helps me feel calm at sometimes so like i like listening to like slow um sad music sometimes but like i'm not necessarily sad i just get more calmed down um but like hey little tj came out with a new song today out uh, with uh black i don't know if his name is six lack or black but that guy's that guy's he's a he's a gem yeah so I I guess just speaking a little bit more to this I guess this coping mechanism Mm -hmm. that you have which is listening to sad music while you're sad do you find that it makes you even more sad than you were before or does it sort of lighten you up and relieve you a little bit from your emotions yeah so I think like you know like when people cry they cry to let out that emotion like after you cry you kind of just like feel better I feel like sometimes like with sad music, it's just like you can kind of let out your emotion internally and you feel like, like, okay, this is, this is kind of sad. So let me just kind of channel my sadness on something else as opposed to like, you know, like something real. It, it could just be like the song. 
So like that's something that I don't know. I felt like it makes me more calm, makes me more um, soothing, like like tranquility type beat. I guess some like, of the questions that our GMs had. Yes. In terms of just also the other half of the relationships, which is you know right. like friendships and falling out with friends. Sometimes that may happen as well, and I think a lot of people may see a lot of similarities with you know, breaking up with a significant other and falling out with friends. So do you have any specific advice in that sense where it's maybe you haven't been on such good terms with a friend anymore? And how have you cope with that process? Yeah, so I think um, one of the big uh, factors for that is just having open, like strong communication, because I feel like often with fallouts, like there might be miscommunication between the parties, like they might not be like saying what they're trying to say. And then that kind of hurts the other party. So like, I think communication is really important, but definitely with like um, friendships, uh, they both, they go both ways. So like, you know, both parties are important and it's important to consider like the other party's um, thoughts and views as to why, you know, the friendship kind of fell, fell through. Like being, like looking at the bigger picture almost and seeing, hey, is this worth it? And like, why, like, what was the problem? And like, how can I kind of improve myself as a friend if it was like on me? Just <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely hearing a lot of similarities between you and Haley, you know, communication, definitely number one, thinking about the other person in addition to yourself, number two. Um, so I guess another question that the GMs had is, this might be a little unrelated, but in your yeah. personal opinion, is it okay for a girl to ask a guy out? 100%. I like, I think uh, there's no reason why they shouldn't be allowed. But, you know, if they're per se, like not confident or like kind of nervous uh, to do so, um, I think they shouldn't be because uh, I think most guys would be receptive to it. They would be cool, like going on a date. Like it's not just a one way street. I think dudes are um, pretty chill. Do you find it more attractive when a girl makes the first move? Like personally or like in general? like Personally and in general, if that's okay. Uh-huh. Uh, personally, like. I mean, I don't have like an opinion on that because I, I don't have a strong opinion at least. So like, I think it's totally cool. I don't think it's like necessarily like more attractive or less attractive. I think it's just like, it's totally normal. Like I don't like the stereo or like the stereotype or like the common, you know, um, common conventionalism that, oh, guys should, um, or girls aren't allowed to ask out guys or whatever. Like, I think it's totally normal for either or. And I think relationships are like, you know, like, it's all about that love. And um, if there's something there, why not? Right? Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. That makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I mean, it, it's great to hear that you sort of found found the way that you cope best and, mm-hmm. and are able to share that with other people. But yeah, now we're gonna pass it on to Lauren and Nathan. Sounds great. And now we're on to our final guest. I think it's fair to say that everyone here has kind of had a different trajectory different perspective, different angle to how they're approaching, you know, love and relationships, you know, Haley with their long-term relationships, Jason with his breakups, and now we're on to Lauren. Um, not, I didn't mean to attack you with that, not to say that <laughs> you're not dating seriously. <laughs> um, but Thanks, yeah, um, just wanted to ask you, you know, what are your previous experiences with relationships, both like casual and serious? I feel like, kind of like Haley said, different like people, some people go into university kind of thinking like I want to explore my options I want to meet people and some people are more like a serious relationship type I think for a while I was 
kind of on the wave that I was like, I want to just learn from others about what I want in a relationship. I didn't really know what I was even looking for. So I think in a sense, I was, you know, meeting new people to kind of gauge like what I wanted in a partner, because I think not everyone knows, you know, what exactly they're looking for. And I think that's fair. You know, I think it's still nice to look back on both like casual and serious relationships. You take a lot of different things from different relationships and and I think both are really great learning experiences, but like kind of touching on having casual relationships with people um, or, you know, dating kind of more casually versus dating exclusively or seriously, it's really important to kind of communicate with that with the person. So for me, like it was on the table that, you know, things were more of an exploring kind of basis versus being in a serious relationship. I think they're, they're completely different, but they can teach you like a, a good amount of things, both of them. Yeah, I think that's a big, an incredibly big thing that people should watch out for if they are looking into, you know, more casual dating is setting your boundaries, right? Yeah. You don't want to make sure that another side is blindsided to, you know, any, any dates that you go on or any moves that you're making, right? Uh, so you use a very interesting word, exclusive, okay? Because mm-hmm. I've had a few experiences right. Okay, with with the word exclusive, you know, I'm not quite sure how, well, like, what it means because, okay, say you're like, you know, there are like different phases to 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 dating when it comes yeah. to like getting a relationship, right? There's like the talking phase, then there's kind of like flirty, flirty phase, and then you get into like dating and more serious. But like, what what does the word exclusive mean? Like, can you use it in the talking phase? Like, are you if you're exclusive with someone, are you only able to talk to that person, not explore your options? Like, how do you feel about the word exclusive? Um, I've actually talked about this with my mom a few times, how like different people I feel like are different, are kind of sensitive on, more sensitive, not necessarily, right? On what, what they feel comfortable with in terms of exclusivity. So to me, exclusive means you're only interested in pursuing that one person that like that relationship but yeah I think that sometimes issues arise because you're thinking yeah I'm the only person that this this other individual is going on dates with we're talking we're getting more serious important to kind of have that conversation in terms of both of you are only interested on in pursuing each other and furthering that relationship so you pause you talk with your mom about this right my mom (laughs) is pretty chill I'm really close to my mom like side note and she gives great dating advice. So she, you know, I'll, I'll kind of throw this in there. I've had a few chats with some friends about this too, is that like when my mom was in high school, she, my mom went to high school here in Toronto. And she was saying that at the time, like casual dating was the norm. If you went on a date with somebody on Tuesday and you went on a date with a different person on Friday, you know, no crazy drama is going to ensue. What? But when when I was in high school, right, I like knew a few people were like, oh, so and so was talking to another girl, but it, the other the other girl he was talking to thought that they were you know only talking to each other, they were only interested in each other. Different people have different perspectives. I'm not saying that like one is right, but I think because of the talking stage now and the whole wheeling, it kind of insinuates that the it's exclusive to a lot of people, right? You brought up something interesting again in that little anecdote you took, but 
uh, in high school, uh, you talked about how some people may think that it's serious, some people may not. And I just want to ask if you had any experiences with signals being crossed and if there were miscommunication, how you dealt with that. Yeah, there were a few times where I just felt like I thought it was, you know, whether I, I was taking it seriously and the person wasn't, there were some issues there. And so again, like you, you take away lessons from these kind of conflicts. And yeah, again, I think it's important. We always talk about communication, but um, nothing is, is set in stone unless you have kind of discussed it. And I think that's something that I've learned is that like, you can think you're on the same page, but you, you might not, you know, might not be. So having those conversations is going to be super important. Yeah. So I think having conversations are a green flag, you know, it shows that it's very <laughs> healthy, you know, it's healthy to have these relationships, but on the other side of the spectrum, you know, what are some red flags that you may have regret not spotting sooner about some of these past relationships? A, a big thing that I look for now in, in a person I'm interested in is, is how they act around others. And again, like, it's not to say that, you know, people act the same way around every single person that's in their life. So whether it be friends, family, significant others, um, but, but seeing how they are around others is kind of telling how they will be in certain situations, you know, because um, I've been seeing friends where it's, you know, oh, this person's super nice to me. They're great with me. Sunshine and rainbows when they're talking to me. And it's not always the case when they're with other people. And also like another thing about red flags is that like, I think there's, there's different types of red flags, right? There's, there's like a character red flag. So, you know, this person, when I talk about like how people treat others, this person can, you know, have a temper. This person can be rude, whatever. That's like a character thing. And I think those kind of pop up when you don't know the person as well as you thought you did. But then there's other aspects which are like solely relationship red flags, which I feel like people can be like a good person. They can be a friend, but in the relationship setting, they there's certain things that pop up that you're like oh shoot maybe there's something off okay so just to tune you on your head tune it on its head mm-hmm. what am i saying um mm-hmm. just to tune it's on <laughs> tune it's on its head yeah i'm speaking mm-hmm. wonderful english right now but um like how do you know that you don't have the red flags that i don't have uh, i'm not giving off red flags yeah like like what like how do you because I don't, I don't, I think it's a two-way street. Like, I think everyone has yeah, red flags, sure. but also how do we have like the metacognition to understand that, you know, obviously we have some faults as well. That, that's a great question. Um, I honestly, if you are giving off these red flags, I don't know if you'd know unless the person kind of pointed it out. Say we, say, say we were on a date. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and my red flag kind of like superficial, but I pick my nose and I eat my boogers. Yeah. First date. Oh. I pick my nose and eat my boogers, okay? Right. You don't tell me, yeah? And I just live my whole life picking my boogers on dates. Like, would you tell someone if, if like, it was, like, that glaring on the first date? Bringing it up with the person? Because a lot of times, like, you don't know that you're doing something that, like, other people don't like or that some people find, like, you know, is, like, a red flag. So, yeah, bringing it up, I think there's no problem with that as long as, you both feel comfortable with it. And one final question. I'm so sorry, but if you had to give any advice to 
you know, people who want to casually date because, you know, there's this kind of negative stigma around that, you know, what would be your advice for them? You know, make sure everyone's on the same page. Don't take it, you know, too seriously in terms of like, don't stress yourself over it. Have fun with it. Make sure you're comfortable. And if you're not, bring it up with the person, but just, you know, feel confident that everything will work itself out. And Okay, dope. Thanks, Lauren. I think we're going to get into some more general questions for everyone. So yeah, so now let's get into a quick round of just speedfire questions. We have around a list of, you know, seven to eight questions, and these can be answered however long or however quickly you want. Um, But yeah, let's just get started. So first question from the GMs. What do you do if you have been friend zoned? Ooh. Yes. (laughs) Any takers? Don't don't all speak at once, guys. This is overwhelming. <laughs> I'll say, um, I think if you're like friend zone, respect the person's choice. I don't think there's um, uh, any part that you should push unless they've expressed that like friend zone for now. What if they didn't yeah. specify for how long? Oh, should you ask? Should you ask a follow up? Maybe like like bug them a little more and. <laughs> yeah, yo, am I still friend zoned or like <laughs> or like? not anymore respect it and and see where it goes give it some time i think this is one of the the times that like time can heal everything yeah just to add on to i guess what lauren said because she had made some great points i think respect is key and also like not to get be discouraged i guess and to kind of understand that you know like what someone else thinks about you isn't like the end of the world you know if like you got friend zone by like your crush or whatever or like someone you're really interested in like that's not even bad like it there's a lot of people out there and you shouldn't be discouraged at all and once again don't let other people you know like discourage you you gotta be you know the director of your own life Wow. Okay. Really good points. Um, Moving on to some questions I'm personally very curious about. Um, kind of like big love questions, if you will. Do you believe in soulmates? I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but uh, like the chances of finding like your soulmate, like it is low, but at the end of the day, like there's a lot of people that would kind of like be very compatible with you. So like not per se, like the soulmate, there might be like soulmates, you know, like there's a lot of other people that are also very compatible yeah, I was also going to say, like, I think the idea of soulmates is, like, very stagnant, like, point of view. Like, the idea that you're only made for one person in your whole life is really, like, I don't know. I feel like it puts a lot of pressure on you because, you know, what happens if you get into a 20-year relationship with someone and then, like, after 20 years, like, it doesn't end up working out, then what happens? Like, were you not meant to be like is your soulmate still somewhere else or like how can you guarantee that that person is not already in their other relationship so keeping that momentum on the love train do you guys also believe in love at first sight Ooh. no <laughs> i don't know yeah, thanks thanks Haley. like, like oh. maybe for some people but I think love is a lot deeper than just physical attraction and like yeah physical attraction does play a factor into like getting you guys started talking and and you know kind of starting to form that relationship but at the end of the day 
if your relationship is based off of just your physical attraction and like your lust for each other, it's not going to last as long as you hope. And so I really don't think love at first sight is like a good basis. Out of curiosity, do you guys have an ideal first date? Because it is, you know, Valentine's Day when we're releasing this. Maybe some people are like shooting their shots going on first date soon. So what would your ideal one be? As in post-COVID or like during COVID? Like what? what's the... Like before you record this, like this is cut. But like, what are you, what are you saying? Like a COVID date or like a post-COVID date? If you have one in mind for both, feel free to share both. Yeah, give some advice to our, our no. homies yeah. who uh, how to flirt with Yeah. Oh no. That was a question. Um, see, like honestly, I used to be a, a movies type guy first date because I think it was very chill. But then I've had a couple of blunders in the movie theater, so I think it's not that safe no more. So. Um, personally, I think an ideal first date would be like maybe a nice rooftop sauna bar, um, get some drinks and have a good time and like look at the, the views, you know, the six. I think that'd be pretty dope or like something near waterfront. That'd be really cool and romantic. Um, but during COVID, you know, like maybe a nice little Zoom meeting um, with some nice <laughs> stuff planned out. Um, but yeah, like obviously COVID makes it tough, but. If I'm saying non-virtual, I'm a big like activity, like do do something person. Don't, don't take that the wrong way. I mean, <laughs> I mean things like, uh, I'm a big fan of, you know, mini golf. I'm a fan of mini golf, Dave and Buster's or like those arcades. I don't know if like this will be open post-COVID, but um, I think especially when you don't know somebody that well, it's kind of nice to do something where there's not like, uh, a lot a lot of talking like you get to know the person but it's not like you're staring at the person for like you know extended amount of time it's like you kind of get to them in a more like fun setting yeah I like these dynamic takes um Haley any takes or she's like oh it's been so long before I've had a first date I've never actually been on a first date so I don't know what that's like but I guess if I were to go on one now, I'd probably lean more towards what Lauren was saying. So I'm definitely a really awkward person when you first meet me. So I'm not too keen on having like a chat during dinner. Well, like there could be a lot of opportunity for like awkward silences. So um, yeah, definitely something like related to an activity. Okay, wow. So it looks like we've got some different perspectives, everything from like the, you know, dinner and talking and night lights and waterfront to like activity based dates. So, you know, wide variety for our uh, listeners to choose from. Okay, and I think that'll wrap up everything for our first ever episode of CSA Talks. You know, we had a lot of wisdom being shared. And I think the main takeaway, if you're listening to this podcast and you, you're you looking for a relationship or maybe even something casual or something serious, uh, the main takeaway is communication. Yeah, you guys have to make sure you guys are on the same page and you, you really shouldn't be afraid to, you know, take that extra step to make sure you guys are clear and setting boundaries with one another. Uh, with that being said, uh, we want to thank you everyone for you know joining us today on the show Haley, jason and lauren and we also want to thank you our loyal listeners for listening to our first ever episode so thank you guys so much and make sure you guys tune in for next time peace Mm -hmm.